Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. An Herbalist's Guide to Skyrim by Agnita Felia Those avoiding this northern province due to claims of barbarism or concerns over climate are doing themselves a disservice. In fact, Skyrim has a wealth of materials that every alchemist would do well to avail himself of. I have travelled extensively throughout this land, and here are but a few of my findings. Bleeding Crown The caps of these mushrooms do indeed appear smeared with blood, though it is often hard to see in the dark, damp places in which they grow. Not uncommonly found in Skyrim, their abundance is countered by a difficulty in acquiring them. As any experienced herbalist knows, the darkest of caves often conceal far more than mere mushrooms. Nonetheless, these potent fungi, when combined with certain powered antlers, produce a mixture rendering one quite susceptible to poison. Their usefulness is also quite apparent when mixed with lavender, creating a substance highly resistant to magic. Dazbel Folklore abounds about this flower found in the swamps of Hjalmarch. Some stories claim it grows where unfortunate deaths have taken place. Others insist it grows first and then lures unsuspecting people and animals to their doom. I have found no direct evidence to support these stories. Indeed, I found the flowers difficult to locate at all. While it is most well known for its use in poisons, it would be remiss to overlook that the blossoms of the death bell are very effective in mixtures for boosting one's alchemy skill. Dragonfly A surprising number of insects survive in Skyrim's climate, many thriving in the lower southern areas of the province. Dragonflies can be found in the great many places, and while catching them can be a daunting prospect, the reward is well worth the effort. It was beyond the scope of my research to determine whether the orange and blue dragonflies are fully different breeds, or merely simple coral variations, but through experimentation I found that the orange dragonfly, when combined with the very hardy barnacles found along the coast, transfer some of their flighty nature, giving the herbalist some very nimble fingers. Hagraven Claw The claws of a hagraven are best obtained in shops. It is inadvisable to suggest one collects them oneself. These creatures have traded in their humanity for access to powerful magics, and the transformation they undergo infuse their entire being with some element of that power. Ingesting the powdered claws makes one more resistant to magic, but an especially curious property of the claws is revealed when mixed with snowberries, often found in Skyrim's higher elevations. I found myself capable of comprehending enchantments I had believed mystifying after ingesting the mixture, and have passed this knowledge on to several cult wizards who were grateful for the knowledge. Jazbay there was a time when it would be considered treason to pick one of these grapes without express permission from the emperor himself. It is my understanding that, although growers in Skyrim were successful in improving the fruit's survivability, it came at the cost of flavor. No longer is it quite the prize it once was. And yet, growing amidst the volcanic tundra of Eastmarch, it is still immensely useful for concocting potions. Mages value it highly, as it can be combined with simple garlic to enhance the regeneration of magicka. 
while no longer against the law, picking these grapes in large amounts is best kept to oneself. Lunar Moth Wing As with the dragonflies, I was taken aback by the number of butterflies, moths and other insects that manage to thrive in Skyrim. The lunar moth is especially beautiful. It is thin, almost ephemeral wings seem too delicate to hoist anything into the air, giving them an almost magical appearance. Indeed, that sense extends to the properties they exhibit when crushed and distilled, an action I admit was difficult to perform at the first, no matter my resolve to discover all that Skyrim has to offer, these creatures are simply that beautiful. While they can be used for creating poisons that damage magicka, I feel that would be a waste of their potential. Do not be alarmed if, when the wings are broken down almost completely, they appear to almost disappear under your mortar. That very quality makes the wings quite effective in potions of invisibility. Tendra Cotton Not all Nords are savages, wrapped in animal skins, holding at the moon. There are a wide variety of fabrics worn through the land, thanks to it no small part to the stubborn Tendra Cotton. It soaks up what rain it can in the plains west of Whiterun and blooms frequently. While it does not exhibit any of the more striking alchemical properties, it is a staple in potions for not only fortifying magicka, but for resisting spells as well. I wonder if that quality is what allows it to have adapted to so well to this climate. Nightshade The name and shape of this plant are known to all. Long understood to be one of the more potent components in many poisons, the average Nord keeps his distance from the bright purple flowers nested among dark leaves. It is exceedingly effective as a pure poison, but can also be combined with other compounds to stiffen joints as well. It is thus favoured amongst those who wish to disable their opponents in battle, and can be found coating the blades of many of the more unsavoury characters in Skyrim.